When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the OK Beast, a.k.a. GQ Quoted. At Blessing Eddie O.U. Jr. I don't think they quoted me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I just contributed. I guess you're a GQ contributor. Contributor. Yeah, I'll go. take That's contributor. even better. That's even better. How's your morning going? It's excellent. How's yours? I, I'll be honest. I got to the office this morning and my heart dropped because I realized that I left my Switch at home and I can't play Zelda during work. But you are reviewing other things. You've already reviewed Zelda and you, I know you're working on other reviews. Well, you talked about it yesterday that you're, you're also reviewing things yeah. and the only thing you can think about is going back and playing more Zelda. Yeah, that's correct. And I'm in a similar place where I'm playing other things. Well, we, have like, Man, we have to resist. We have to resist. I'm doing a bad job no, of lean resisting. In. <laughs> lean in. Yeah. What I did yesterday is I played, I played happening. the review game all day during work hours and mm. then at night I played Zelda. That's my off time. You know what I mean? When that's did you hang out time. with your family? The who <laughs> when, did, when did you hang out with your family I'll and friends? You know Jen was next to me playing Zelda. Okay. So there you go. That's so fair it all worked That's out. Fair it all worked out. Now, Ben, we just He's cut hungry. open a bag of dog food, dumped it on the ground, and <laughs> oh, said, have at it, kid. Oh, that's for Cole. <laughs> oh, no. Who was looking after the dog? Oh, Cole's my eating God. Carrots. He's eating spaghetti. Blessing. Greg. First off, it's good to be back on camera with you. Yeah. It's my, also my next, I think my first on-camera opportunity to tell you how good you look. Thank you. I got to tell you all the time, you're looking good. You got the haircut since I was last on a show with you. I've seen it, obviously, in, in person or whatever. But then the, the shirt, too. You got the cut. You know what yeah. I mean? I this gym like, stuff's working out. Oh, man. I, I wish I was more disciplined <laughs> about it, though, because I went, uh, what, last week, Monday, woke up, went to the gym. Yeah. Uh, the next day, did ring fit. And then the next day after that, I was so sore. Yeah. I was so sore. And I was like, you know what? Let me take a little break. Let me take it easy. Rome wasn't just... built in a day. <laughs> I don't got to be out there every day cracking this. Exactly. Yeah. Have I been back to the gym since? <laughs> Who knows? You know, Who it's knows? neither here nor there. I've been setting my bit. alarm to six. I just wake up and I turn that thing off when I go back to bed. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's fair enough. But I'm doing my best. Uh, of course, we are on the eve of PlayStation Showcase. Tomorrow is the day blessing. Of course, we'll be live reacting to it. Twitch.tv slash games, YouTube.com slash games. live at 10 a.m. All the way through the PSI Love You XOXO post show that'll be recorded live for everybody later on podcast services. So come watch the showcase with us. But Daryl writes in, with all of us getting ready to go to bed with dreams of knack in our heads. Dreams of dreams. And says, happy showcase, Eve, everyone. What would the worst plausible announcement you could think of be for tomorrow? Hmm. It's funny because you just mentioned knack. And my, my mind immediately goes to knack three. We're on three, right? Or yes. ne- the next one would be three. Yes. That yeah, is my mind immediately goes to knack three. I feel sure. like that would be the most... Not left turn, but all, like I could see it happening. I could see the timeline where NAC three gets announced tomorrow, and all of us just are just confused. Like how how did we get here? Why is this happening? Sure. Where is Astrobot? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, Jesus! In the chat goes, why are we starting with the negative? L M A O. Oh, Jesus! We could not. Th- th- we are already treating this showcase as if PlayStation won the Homecoming game. 
I don't know if you've watched any of their coverage around here. The PS I Love You predictions, us building our own showcase. We basically had the mission accomplished balloon drop when they announced it. The positivity is out there. Don't worry. That's why it's a fun question from What's Darryl. funny is I was about to ask you about, like, is your excitement only growing for PlayStation Showcase now 100%. that we're a day away? 100%. And that's the thing is, like, you know, what's the worst plausible announcement you can think of? And, it, again, plausible announcement, right? <laughs> Mac 3 and Knuckles. Are going. You know, it's like, what's the worst? I don't know. They do some mobile bullshit. Like, the, you know what I mean? Oh, like a, like a yeah. Like a book style thing. You know what I mean? Some, like, I've, I mean, they I've, do have their mobile game division that they're still spinning up. And, and that could be happen. cool. I'm not saying just, you know, across could the board, I hate. Yes. Sure. It all could right. be. Could it? Will it? What's a cool version of what of what that looks like? I think the only thing we have that we want would be the Marvel Snap version of what PlayStation does. I'm still interested in the division mobile. I mean, I, okay. I, know, I know, and I'm saying, I know, yeah. you know, but I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm down on Is all mobile Does PlayStation games. even have an IP that they could make a division mobile out of that would be cool? I don't know, dude. Resistance? Oh, like, I think the last mobile thing we got was the weird uh, digital collection thing that you get from uh, playing games or whatever. See, I don't even want to take... I don't, don't want to yeah. insult PlayStation <laughs> Stars and mobile in the same breath, all right? I, again, PlayStation, that's just a mobile app icon. Remember how they had a Sackboy game? Was it Sackboy? Yeah, Sackboy game come out like months ago? Yeah, uh, Sackboy uh, Run. Yeah, and we talked about that. I don't think even for a full day. Maybe for... 30 seconds on the show and we talked like, about it play that Janet, and never Janet was again. like no and I was like alright bye you know what I mean that like, was the end of that That, but that is plausible I could see them coming on and be like hey we have you guys wanted Uncharted back we got it back oh my goodness on mobile and Since it's Temple Run they, I didn't know they had the BD the BD1 collectibles out now on PlayStation Stars you just, gotta play, you, gotta, you just gotta play Survivor during it during ooh, like how many hours like, you just, just boot play, it up just boot it up yeah then I should already have it, right? Is that how well, that works? No, because it doesn't backtrack. So if they added it since we started it playing backtrack. it. No, 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 no. Messed up. Now this one just hurts. Because here's one. You can get a pot pie, it looks like. And it's the last one standing. Battle Royale. Only the best or luckiest survive. Jump into any of these six Battle Royale games. First one's Rumbleverse. Should I tell him? Or should, <laughs> you want to tell him? Should I tell him? Who tells oh him? Oh, my this? Lord. You know what, I mean? what are we doing here? The next one is going to be Knockout City. I don't know why it's a pot pie. That's weird. Oh, there's a candle. Wind down with PlayStation. Warm blanket, check. Soft lighting, check. Hot drink, check. It's a cozy game time. It's cozy game time. Come relax with us by starting any one of these cozy games to get your collectible. Stardew Valley. Disney Dreamlight Ran uh, Valley. Uh, Slime Rancher. Unpacking. Power Wash oh. Simulator. Cozy Grove. All right. I kind of like that, actually. When they motivate you to go play something else? Yeah. Well, like, well, when they when they put things into a category like cozy, right? Like, I, I feel like there, there, there are these tiers of games or categories of games that... Yeah have specific audiences to them and so them being like boot up a cozy game i know that i i feel like that's a thing that we're aware of as people who are chronically online and chronically playing attention paying attention to video games yeah but for the casual person who is for sure using playstation the stars, casual person <laughs> the casual. who is on their playstation app the on casual. registering checking in on playstation stars and oh, I want the this casual playstation stars user I'm the sure. one the one they have uh, you know They're opening I, their eyes i still got the universe the casual playstation person who's checking in to get the uncommon collectible employee 32 so the thing is, we're which the is shuhei yoshida <laughs> we're the hardcore playstation people we're not even using this thing if it did anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, what I'm redeeming I think like that digital collectible wall. Who gives a fuck? I guess that is also another plausible thing that they could talk about would be PlayStation Stars at the PlayStation Showcase. Hey, we have a new campaign going on. Boot up a first-party PlayStation game. 
and get one of the arguments you that think Jim that's Ryan a plausible wrote. announcement. There is not a word about PlayStation stars uttered at this fucking showcase. I think I think there is a small percent because it was at the last day to play. All right, we're shaking on it. Yeah, all right, not yeah. A chance. I'll take. I think just the mention of PlayStation and stars. And I said it when, when we did the predictions episode. There was one of like, well, what do you what do you count as a mention? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody has to say. And I'll, if it, there's a star if in the it's background. PlayStation period Star Labs, whatever. I'll count that because <laughs> <All right, laughs> they're not even bet. putting the words next to each other. All right, bet. Another one I'll, I'll throw out here. Not a disappointing thing, but it's disappointing in a certain, um, I guess, essence. If Astrobot appears tomorrow and it's VR, a VR only game. I'd be excited for it, but I'd also be bummed out. At the same really? Time. Yeah, because I really want the just oh, the Astrobot so console. I'd be game. like, oh my god, this is such a great reason to turn on PlayStation yeah. VR too. I mean, for sure. But Astrobot, I think, has just superseded that. It's just a good ass platformer now. Sure. Now that we've gotten Astrobot, uh, Astro's Playroom, like I want to see what the 15 hour version of Astro's Playroom looks like on Fair the enough. PS5 console. And again, I'll be very excited for an Astrobot Rescue Mission too, because I loved Astrobot Rescue Mission, but. Part of my heart will yearn for just a basic ass like PS5 console game that is pushing Astrobot to the full extent and also pushing Astrobot to a wider audience, right? I like, still think I cracked the code on Astrobot that that needs to be one of their games as a service online options things. Mm-hmm. And again, where it is like every week, every two weeks, every month or whatever, the free game you have drops a new level, a new thing, and you run through and play it and whatever, but then you're also posting your high score, posting your time. Friends are seeing it. You log on your PlayStation. You're told the blessing beat your score. Yeah. You pop in, you chase and stuff. Is there anything else that comes to mind in terms of first plausible bad announcements? Yeah, I mean VR, I think could be a huge miss. You know what I mean? Where I think again they could. We've talked about it before on our prediction episode of PS. I love you. Thank you for all the support on it. Um, I made the prediction there, right? Of like there will be X. I forget what it is. I don't want to talk out of turn, but like there'll be this many announcements. And it, it, they could be big IP. Mm. I think it could be of yeah, like hey, it is. Guess what? Here is VR two God of War, but. Then we look at it and it sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's that's not even plausible for the showcase as much as like they announce it. Oh my god, a God of War VR thing that'll be cool. And then you see it eventually. Oof. Yeah. It's just us throwing the axe. That's lame. Yeah, I think they had to come harder than they did for at State of Play for VR, right? Where State of Play they did the same thing where they're like, hey, we have a, a handful of VR games, and they showed them off. And a lot of those games looked really neat. Like I don't, I don't want to take away from those games, but they gotta really make the case for PSVR 2 with IPs that are recognizable. I think a God of War VR game would be They're going to cool. sell PlayStation VRs, right? Yeah, yeah, like I think now it is, all right, prove what you got. Like I think it's, it's kind of make or break for how much do you believe in VR in terms of supporting it with software? I'd be looking for something bigger than what we what we got with State of Play. Sure. I mean, that's what the showcase is all about. The showcase itself is bigger than State of Play. Yeah. Like, that's the whole point of doing the showcase, calling it a showcase. So yeah, you expect these to be the big guns. They talk about their indie partners, right? Their third parties. But even then, I'm expecting either the indie who's making the game to be big. You know what I mean? So it is a studio we recognize and are super excited for. Or it's the IP that they're doing something with that's big that you're yeah. excited for. I, I, don't, I don't think you can come in and be like, here's this cozy thing you've never heard of from a team you've never heard of. That doesn't work as much. Another one that's a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, on, on PS Love You, we did our predictions. And one of the predictions that Tim threw out there was the reveal of Last of Us Part 3. Last yeah. of Us, probably one of my favorite video game franchises at this point, right? Last of Us won one of my favorite video games, period. I would I would be more excited for a new IP from Naughty Dog than a Last of Us Part 3 at this point, being announced, right? Last of Us Part 3, I can wait for. I can wait another six years for that game, seven years. I can wait till the, till the next generation console for Last of Us Part 3. I would really want to, like, 
see a Naughty Dog logo and then something I'll never expect from them, whether that be a sci-fi space thing or um, like a fantasy thing or wherever they could take us. That is horror. that isn't yeah, like straight horror. Like yeah. give me all the blood and I guess that's like Last Last of Us, but yeah, like well, show I mean, me something not, different. Not like Eli Roth horror, but like John Carpenter horror. Who's John Carpenter? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> God, fucking damn it. Uh, I agree. I think tomorrow, and we talked about this on the show, but I think tomorrow for Last of Us has to be the multiplayer. Yeah. This has to be the, hey, this is what we're doing. This is why it's cool. This is why even if you're not a multiplayer gamer, but you love Last of Us, you're going to love this. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think that, as we talked about on the show, if you did all that and then said, well, also, Last of Us Part 3 is coming eventually, that's like, oh, mm -hmm. that's a punch in the face. I think... My biggest disappointment would be if Spider-Man 2 didn't have co-op. Blessing. I have news for you. Oh, Spider-Man no. <laughs> 2 having no co-op. PlayStation gearing up for some big acquisitions and more because this is... I almost said PS I Love You because it felt like we're doing it basically is. Yeah, right. <laughs> kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, of course... Be part of the show by writing in for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD with your questions, comments, concerns, squad ups, and everything else under the daily video game sun. Then you can watch us record it live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames or youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames just like Phil Jones's Prof and Dev Play Games's Seventh Horseman. <laughs> Oh, Seventh Horseman. That makes more sense. Uh, all are watching live. If you're watching live right now, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. Of course. If you love Kind of Funny Games Daily, if you love Kind of Funny, know we couldn't make the content without your support on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, and there's a bunch of benefits for you. If you go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny right now, of course, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. You can watch us record the other podcasts ad-free and live as we record them and get them a whole day early. And of course, you can get dozens and dozens of bonus exclusive episodes of content like Kind of Feudy, uh, Greg Way, and the Next Gen Podcast only on patreon.com slash kind of funny however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal support us for free by using the epic creator code kind of funny when you're checking out on the epic game store because you're a pc gamer nerd or when you're playing fortnite rocket league or so on on your console of choice housekeeping a brand new kind of funny podcast is up right now and it deserves a standing ovation whatever that oh. i wasn't there yeah i wasn't there either i don't know what that means well, I, apparently you're gonna be standing ovation gotta guess oh, it's the, there. It's oh, the God, reference to the belt Oh, how do you get, he got, how do you get his hands on that? He just leave that in the office? You no, don't take that home with you? He won it playing a fucking game of Jenga. Wait, how is how does how did Nick win the belt? Well, like there was a big I thing on Friday. You were gone. I actually, you know, got like skills. Andy in won it, and then Barrett won it, and then you Andy know won was... it back because of a bullshit game, and then they decided to play party games to also decide who gets the belt, and you know, through a bunch of fallacies, a bunch of nightmares. Yeah. I was thinking about this. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to even compete for the belt. I don't think I've ever been in contention for why, the belt. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, because the last time was the, the whole tournament thing, which I produced, so I wasn't actually participating in it. Sure. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. <laughs> and I think the belt stopped being up for grabs during the pandemic. Yeah, he sat on it for two and a half years. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. I want my chance at the belt. Okay. Talk want, to the commission. I want it soon. Okay. All okay. right. I demand it. Get it okay. out of Nick's hands. I mean, all you have to do is put it on the calendar. Like, I'm fighting milk, uh, milk. I'm fighting Nick for the belt today. And they, Nick will be like, oh, okay, that's happening. Now, all right, cool. Done. I'm going to do that. Don't worry about it. Put it on a stream. Pick it, your choice. And wait for you. You're excited for that Street Fighter. 
Just put it there. Oh, <laughs> just clown him oh, on Street man, Clown him in Street Fighter. Uh, tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, is the PlayStation Showcase, and we're reacting to it live right here on YouTube.com slash games and Twitch.tv slash games at 1 p.m. Pacific. Right after it will be PS I Love You XOXO live for everyone later as a podcast. And, of course, before it will be Kind of Funny Games Daily, and then everybody else just horsing around until it's go time. Uh, only on YouTube and the live stream, there's going to be a 30-minute post-show where Snowbike Mike comes in to talk to us. Your kind of funny games daily host about your YouTube super chat questions. Stay tuned after today's handshake to hang out with us before the next kind of funny stream starts. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money and RTX, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news! Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen! I feel like you wait to hear me do like a breath in. I do, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. I like, well, you gotta work for it sometimes, Barrett. You know, you're great at your job, and I just wanna make sure your lungs are keeping up with you, okay? Always, always. Yeah. Healthiest lungs in the, in the office. I don't even I want to start. To I don't even want to get into this. <laughs> Number one, Insomniac confirms Marvel's Spider-Man 2 will not have co-op. This is Matt Wales over at Eurogamer. Insomniac has dismissed growing reports that its upcoming Marvel's Spider-Man 2 will feature co-op, confirming it's an epic single-player adventure. Some publications began reporting potential co-op support in Spider-Man 2 earlier this week after fans unearthed comments made by Miles Morales voice actor Nadi. Naji Dieter, uh, Jeter, God damn it. Let me try it all over again. I got it. I believe in you. Naji Jeter, last September, when asked if Spider-Man 2 would feature co-op during a SAC anime summer uh, 2022 Q&A, he said, quote, I don't know if it's been announced or not, but I think so, end quote. <laughs> Never start your sentence that way. Never start your sentence that way. Co-op speculation has followed Spider-Man 2 ever since Insomniac announced Peter Parker and Miles Morales would both play a prominent role in the sequel. But... The studio has now shot down co-op chatter once and for all. After a fan tweeted to ask if co-op was on, in the, on the cards, but it should be in the cards, it replied, quote, nope, it's an epic single-player adventure, end quote. Were you on this co-op train? Do you think that this might have been happening? Absolutely not. No. Yeah. I thought that would have been something you would have talked about a long time ago or mentioned or teased here and there. And granted, even though it feels like we know everything about Spider-Man 2, we know nothing. Yeah. We have the trailer. You know what I mean? And then Venom talking out his ass and Miles talking out his ass about things. So it could have been slid in there, but I just didn't see that being the thing. Yeah. Uh, did you? Did you expect No, this? I think I had like the smallest, not hope, because, you know, at, at the top of this, I said, you know, my biggest disappointment would be co-op not, not being there. That's a joke, right? That was yeah, just yeah. me throwing just for, this, here. for the segue. I don't need co-op in, in Spider-Man 2. I think, I think co-op would have been an interesting differentiating factor for Spider-Man 2 well, from the so first well couple of games. Nights. <laughs> exactly. Really? And that's, the other, that's the other thing is, I, I, I there's a lot of speculation about uh, Insomniac um, regarding like job postings and what, what are they doing for a multiplayer project because they talk sure. about hiring for multiplayer and, and all this stuff. Um, I think I had the question of maybe they could be doing something with Spider-Man 2. But again, like, what does that look like? Is that something we even want? You know, like we love a lot of these PlayStation first party games, the ones that we've gotten for their single player stuff. And I would be down, I guess I could be down for a mode, right? In the way that for Ghost of Shima, we got Ghost of Shima Legends, sure. and that was sure, such a sure, cool sure. thing. If it was a co op mode, I could be down for it. But at that point, why not just spin it into its own game if you're going to go that route? At that point, I'd want to see maybe not even Somniac, but somebody do the, just do the Spider Verse game we've joked and talked yeah. about before, where it is build your own Spider Man, go out, and it's this big old multiplayer. I don't know if it's an MMO or RPG, if it's just a multiplayer game, but like you build your own and you're collecting stuff as you go, and you, there's, you know, 
this giant skill tree that goes in every direction. So my Spider-Man feels way different than your Spider-Man, and we look super different. We're doing whatever the, the yeah. quest is. My my one thing I will say is that I don't think they would even have had talked about it by now, right? Because no, I, or, you're right. As it came out of my mouth, I was like, wait, we actually know nothing. No, yeah, actually done the big reveal because we've gotten what the PlayStation Showcase, the last that last big one that happened. We got the reveal of the game, and that was just the cinematic with, where we see we just watched. Yeah, yeah the one we had on there with uh, Miles, Peter, and then the voiceover from um, Craven, Craven, and right, Venom, and then yeah. Venom po pops up. And that's all we really know. And coming off of the PS Love You, we just recorded, again, go listen to that episode, our predictions. We had a pretty good conversation about Spider-Man and how we don't really know much about how this game plays, looks. Like, a lot of what we expect out of Spider-Man 2 is projected based on what we've played from Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man Miles Morales. And I think that has led to a lot of our talk regarding, can this even be game of the year? What does this have to do to push things forward? I think that's le led to a lot of those talks feeling like, Oh, well, they're just going to give us more Spider-Man, right? Yeah, and so yeah, it's just yeah. going to be more of the same well game. Well-worn territory. Yeah. And while I do think a lot of that's true, I do think that this, I don't think they're going to reinvent the wheel for Spider-Man. I do think that there's a good chance that once we see a tr uh, whatever the debut trailer is for it, likely tomorrow, that it does show us enough differences where we're like, oh, snap, no, this is a big step. Like I said in the show, if it opens the show, if it's Insomniac and Spider-Man 2 right off the bat, they've got something. Like they're, that's yeah. them coming out and being like, we have something to say. We've heard this is not, we don't, we're not shooting for an 8.5. This is yeah. going to be a 9.5. We are coming out, we are trying to be gaming. And this is Spider-Man 2. Like, yeah. I think that is the big thing for me is, you know, Marvel Spider-Man 1 came out, it established what Insomniac Spider-Man game was. Miles Morales was the Spider-Man 1.5. We are working off of the same bones as Spider-Man yep. 1. We are giving you pretty much the same New York in a different season and all that stuff, and we're focusing more on certain territories. But we're giving you another, you know, story on top of that as well. But that game is working off so many of the bones of Spider-Man 1. Spider-Man 2, my big big hope for it is that this feels like a second iteration. My hope is that in the way that we've seen God of War 2018 go to God of War Ragnarok, and, and Ragnarok really stepped it up in terms of everything it brought to the table in production, yeah. characters, story, and all that stuff. And in the same way that for Zelda Breath of the Wild, we saw that uh, the latest trailer for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom come through and show us all this different content that has this like, oh shit, there's a lot of stuff in this game that we didn't realize because we were looking it through the lens of uh, Breath of the Wild. I'm hoping that Spider-Man 2's trailer can do that for us with Spider-Man, where we look at it and we're like, oh, that's new. Oh, that's new. Oh, I don't recognize that. Oh, yeah. snap. This is a brand new game that they're making here. This leads to a question from Ollie, who wrote in for free, just like you can, to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. And Ollie says, hi. Since Spider-Man 2 is confirmed to not have co-op, how do you think they handle swapping between characters? Or do you think it's more akin to God of War with Atreus? I was thinking about that a little bit the last couple of days. And one thing I'll throw out there, I, I, I think one will end up playing as both Peter and Miles. I don't know if that's going to be different chapters in the story or if they do a, a, an interesting like Atreus-Kratos thing in terms of commanding each other. One other thing I'll throw out there is I think there's, there is possibly a chance we pay, you play as um, Venom. I think there could. I think that could happen. I was rewatching the debut trailer this morning, and again, that trailer is Craven basically saying, "Hey, I've been I've been looking for a match. I've been looking for somebody to 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 face off with. I've been looking for people to to like you know stand up to me or whatever." And uh, I just need somebody. I just, I just need somebody to stand up. That's my best Craven. And uh, <laughs> Venom comes out and says, "We will," in a way where it is like you know him talking about him, Spider or him, Peter and Miles. I wonder if that is them pointing to, oh, this is going to be a, like the surprise in this game is that you're going to end up playing as Venom for some portion. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. 
I love this question. Of course, Barrett's showing GTA 5 stuff right now as you switch between the three protagonists there. My hope, and again, you know me. I love Spider-Man. I love Insomniac Spider-Man. I'm going to be excited to eat whatever they put on the plate. Like, I'm not going to do it. My hope would be it doesn't do the GTA 5 thing. I don't want to switch at will. After mm -hmm. we roll credits and it's open world and yada yada, sure, let's do it. My, my hope and my belief is structured in a very interesting way. I feel that if you remember when Brian Intahar, uh, obviously the man behind Spider-Man, or at least the figurehead insomniac behind it, right? I forget if he's creative director or what his actual title is, but he's mm. the guy, right? He came on and did the spoiler cast with us way, way, way back in the day. Kind of funny. And one of the things we asked him point blank was, hey, no black suit, no symbiote suit. What the fuck, man? And he was like, we believe, and I'm paraphrasing, but we believe that the symbiote story, the black suit is so important that we couldn't just toss it in as a, as a suit you unlock. Like, it needs to be told with reverence, right? Mm -hmm. I, this is definitely in my own head, Greg. My hope is that we open this game, and it's similar to how the, and these are spoilers, I guess, for Sp the Spider-Man lore overall for Marvel Spider-Man, but it's similar to how the first game opened where we took down Kingpin, right? Where we open this game, and it is, we're playing as Pete, and it, I, I, you could, I'll even toss out maybe you're playing as Miles to really fuck with it and flip the lore. But you're, we're playing as one Spider-Man, right? We are chasing Harry down. Which Harry is in the symbiote, right? He's raging. He's doing all this different stuff. We are immediately in there. We beat him. And then the symbiote, through Hooker Crooker, we capture it for an experiment or whatever, gets on to Pete or it gets on to Miles. Mm. And then we play as that spider-man as we keep our leveling up we're unlocking new abilities we're using the symbiote we see obviously as us people who know it's starting to twist him and change him and yada 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 and so you build to that point where spider-man whichever one is with the symbiote flips in a cutscene, knocks back the other spider-man and then we pick up as that spider-man and have to stop mm. and i i don't know where that puts venom in the mix really i don't want it to do spider-man 3 the movie which you of know, course didn't give venom enough time to actually evolve i do think it makes sense that if that was the deal we get from the opening we become a spider-man with the symbiote that makes sense then to introduce craven craven is hunting him and then of course spider-man goes too far and i don't know they wouldn't let him kill craven but gets really close and that's when we have the confrontation with the other spider-man that knocks him back and kind of if you're not with me you're against me kind of shit like whoa fuck you're you're going crazy miles i need and then we flip the script and chase them that way to then get to the end to beat the symbiote or you know to get it off at the end of act two to then get to an Eddie Brock or whoever to be Venom. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of thing. Or maybe I'm overthinking it and the symbiote already it thinks it's Venom. It doesn't need Eddie. That's just what it does to Spider-Man. We'll just say Pete that it's attached to for us and then fight as Miles. Although it would be cool for, you know, a swap you don't see often, at least as much as we know Venom, to be it be that we beat Harry and Miles gets infected with the symbiote and we're playing with it and having more fun with it yeah. until it goes too far. And then at the end, credits are over, and then it is like, all right, freeze switch between whichever Spider-Man you want. I don't want to switch on my own. I feel like that gets you into a weird weighted position where it's like, well, this is clearly Spider-Man. This is the only one I'm doing. I don't love the – for this giant open world game, I don't know if I love the idea of I'm Pete and I swing all the way over to a Miles mission. And then it's like, yeah. Miles, why don't you take this one? Or I'm going to – you know, and then Miles swings in and I play as Miles. Like, it's – I love owning that city and being Spider-Man and feeling like it. So it, for a – you know, epic single player adventure. I want it to feel like I'm with the character, not when I should be, but as 
decided by Insomniac. Like, I want mm-hmm. that curated, tailored experience. You want the story. I, I, I feel that for the story, right? Like, you want the story to feel like the linear, planned story that Insomniac wants to mm-hmm. tell. You don't want that to be muddied by, oh, yeah, I'm switching to this character at this point, which, like, maybe affects a cutscene or what, or like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't enter this this um, mission. Yeah, you as get there. It's like, this isn't a Miles mission. Yeah. Like, I come know. back here at night, and I'm like, oh, goddammit. All right. Cool. Like, <laughs> that's always the annoying thing when it comes to, to, to open world games. And all the things that we're talking about here are the things that I think would elevate it. I think these are the things that would push the Spider-Man video game franchise forward in terms of, oh, okay, you're really finding ways to innovate. Like, this is a fresh and new thing. This, there is a reason for this to be Spider-Man 2. And I'm very excited. I think after tomorrow, there's going to be a different narrative on what Spider-Man 2 is. Because, yeah. they, I mean, for these trailers, they do a very, <clears throat> a very good job of setting the chess pieces to control... <laughs> control it. I'm going to sound like Kojima and MGS2. But control the information. Sure. Where last PlayStation Showcase, the trailer we got was very much... Peter, Miles, Venom, Craven. That's all we got from that trailer. So we know those pieces are set. How are they going to rearrange those pieces tomorrow to really set what this game actually is? Question for you is, do you, if they stuck to what you just said, those four people, would you be happy with the game? Because I know obviously Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, the original, Mm -hmm. right, was, to some degree, I assume, don't know if we'll get another crack at this, throw everybody in the kitchen sink. And they did the whole Sinister Six thing, right? Which, again, was cool in the trailer, and in the game, I was like, nah, yeah. I didn't really spend much time. You know, I just got a, a weird-ass fight with Electro and Vulture. It's like, ah, this was, I didn't feel like I was actually like going up against them. Do we, do we count the Shockers and Rhinos of the world? No, you need that, right? Yeah. If you're having an open world, there's gonna be, it's going to be like you know, Spider-Man or Arkham or whatever, where there's the smaller people you can go chase their stories for and fight them or whatever. But in terms of like the narrative being just those people. I would totally be down for that. Yeah. I, I, I think Spider-Man games, Spider-Man stuff in general can get bloated with the amount of villains available like it feels like a lot of the times it is hey we have access to so many great villains let's just throw them all all in here but i am totally down for a spider-man game and story that is hey let's focus on these four characters and have it be about this dynamic the one thing i'll throw in there is i do want to know what's up with green goblin you know we have um uh harry's dad mr osborne dr osborne uh norman 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 osborne Osborne. thank you we have something of a scientist himself (laughs) yeah uh but he in in spider-man when he was mayor right he was mayor osborne um and that game closed out with him looking at spoilers for spider-man one but him looking at harry in the tank the the, um, symbiote like reaching towards him or whatever and then you see the green glow on him foreshadowing for oh yeah, there was like glider tech and stuff or yeah. a mask yeah. or whatever in his, yeah. uh, his uh, apartment penthouse. as a uh, penthouse has mj you see like the little uh, pumpkin bomb things that yeah. he usually has there are so many hints um, yeah so i don't know if that's a let's save that for spider-man 3 and make him the final villain of the trilogy but i i want to see hints of that i want to see them start to build whatever they're doing with green goblin i if they did if they I did definitely that think you will yeah, yeah yeah then i'm i'm down with with, with that is that yeah. would that be good for you do you want those yeah four characters i can see that be tied into the you know i again especially if you fuck harry up in the beginning right you know what i mean if that if that's the case and then norman's got an axe to grind with yeah. spider-man right because of what happened yeah it's hard to not imagine norman is super involved with whatever the main story is because something's gonna happen to harry right like he's the one that has the symbiote he's yeah. gonna be involved in the story somehow chat we chat called it out too of like yeah maybe venom is harry of course right it yeah. doesn't need to be eddie it could be there it, but, but the problem with voice- oh that's uh, that's interesting that y'all didn't assume that venom 
wasn't you know, going to be Harry because he's literally in the green, like weird back to tank looking thing at the end, and he's covered in what looks like the the, the venom stuff. It's like he doesn't hear me talk. You know, yeah. I mean, you yeah, mentioned he's... that I've told you that I thought Harry in the beginning you beat the symbiote and jumps off and then jumps to Eddie Brock mm-hmm. or something like that. Like you know what I mean? I, I was maybe, maybe this is a bad assumption to make. I was looking at just the fact that the voice actor is different. I, yeah, like I, maybe they just changed the voice actor for whatever reason. I don't know if the Harry voice actor is reprising his role in, the, in the new game. Yeah, Scott Porter was the original voice of Venom. Uh, mm-hmm. He has said on public social media before of like he's been replaced and it was the idea that they just didn't like him for this version of Harry in mm-hmm. terms of what they're doing. So theoretically, there's more going Tony, on. Tony Todd is the new new guy. Well, right? he's Venom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like he's playing, I guess the fact that he's playing the Venom voice, right? The deep voice. Yeah. Well, I guess that could be Harry. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. My thing about it, you know, uh, to your thing, Barrett, of assuming that Venom is in Harry, and what I my whole thing is I don't understand in my head canon mm. why, and I know Venom the movies already do this differently, Venom. but Venom, Venom, but the you know traditionally right like symbiote is just a black ball of goo mm-hmm. bonds to Spider Man, yeah. does the white symbol, then gets to Eddie Brock or whoever the next thing is, and that's why he's got that. Right. So why would Venom that we see in the trailer be so that's Venom fair. from the comics already, but not be a Venom that? Already. Attached to Spider-Man and yeah. stuff. That, that, I think, I think Harry's the conduit that gets it into our world. I think they beat Harry, then it gets to a Spider-Man, and then it gets See, to I, I think it Maybe gets, it gets back to Harry. I that think is it great. gets back to Harry because I that think they want to make that more personal. I don't, uh, I don't know. That makes a lot of sense. With all of the setup from Spider-Man 1, like making it personal, making it very close-knit with Harry and Norman, I don't know how you introduce Eddie into that fold and make it interesting and still make it like this small like interpersonal like almost uh family uh situation yeah. with uh with uh peter and harry totally. so um i don't know there's a lot of different ways that they uh can play it and i'm i'm, I'm so excited, excited for it now <laughs> i just got more excited oh for i can't fucking wait and like that's the i like, hope they get weird with it you know like 100 that, that's one of my main critiques from spider-man ones it felt at the end of the day like a more safe spider-man story agreed and uh outside of like a couple of uh, little things yeah when i say that brian gets real mad at me but <laughs> and he, as he did on the spoiler class he's yeah. like spoilers spoilers everybody it's like we fucking killed Aunt May. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, you did, but yeah, late um, the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Rest in peace. Um, and so besides that end, it, it, it did feel a little bit more safe. So I'm excited for them to get weird. Like I hope their kind of use of the symbiote is, uh, or like their explanation of it is a little bit more akin to the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff, where that was not actually like an alien thing, but yeah. uh, like this uh, potential cure for cancer that Peter's dad was working on, um, like way back in the day. So. Let's leave Peter's dad out of it. All right, we don't need any of this amazing. Yeah, Spider-Man I don't know. Yeah, I don't, don't need, need a to suitcase. Do the, I don't need to do that. But still, just the idea of know, like, maybe the symbiote was. It came in a comet like, from yeah. space. No, from the moon. That, yeah. A comet that landed right next to Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. The most convenient Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man three. What a fucking goddamn that fucking movie. <laughs> goddamn that movie. Number two. Let's stay in the PlayStation realm. Let's play, let's this is what we're good at. Go, go, Lord knows Mike, it's the only place that has W's anymore, right? Oh, oh, oh fuck God. you, Mike. Uh, number two on the Roper Report. <laughs> Nintendo just put out Zelda. <laughs> but I'm talking about the big boys, all right? Not what? the, not what? the what? <laughs> children's boys over here. I just wanted to duck on Mike, everybody. Uh, number two, Sony is reportedly gearing up for more acquisitions. This is Lou Hai Lang over at The Gamer. The Financial Times reports that Sony is looking to get even more serious with mergers and acquisitions. At a news conference, Sony's president, uh, Hiroki... Uh, Totoki uh, said in the com- said the company could spin off its financial arm in order to ramp up its investment capabilities. Quote: In order to expand our growth over the medium to longer term, we will need 
the ability to invest in image sensors and the entertainment business at a completely new level, he said. The games industry has been consolidating for some time, but recent activity has been both of a higher intensity and size, with the likes of Take-Two buying up Zynga for $12.7 billion, Sony acquiring Bungie for $3.6 billion, and there's, of course, the case of the mammoth $68.7 billion deal that Microsoft is trying to push through for Activision Blizzard. Microsoft in the past few years also acquired ZeniMax Media slash Bethesda Softworks for $7.5 billion. Uh, meanwhile, the game's Colossus Tencent has also been increasing its stakes in various game companies, most notably Ubisoft. Sony is a conglomerate with various businesses, of which PlayStation is one. But the company also includes its lucrative image sensor arm, which supplies camera sensors to many mobile phone manufacturers, for example, as well, as, as well in its financial unit which includes the group's online banking and insurance businesses. It's this financial arm that Sony wants to list publicly to generate the necessary funds to invest in other companies, while it would still retain around 20%. The Financial Times quoted longtime Sony analyst David Gibson at MST Financial, who said the initial public offering of Sony Financial would help the company, quote, be aggressive in mergers and acquisitions. Quote, consolidation in the entertainment industry has been happening and Sony doesn't want to be left behind, Gibson told the Financial Times. Investors seem happy with Sony's plans as it shares as it share, uh, share price rose following the news. There's a lot to dig into. A lot here. of adult shit in that article. Yeah. yeah. Not our usual toys. Do you do you think this means that they're giving up on trying to stop the Microsoft Activision deal? I mean, probably, yeah. Because this feels like they're switching gears. Because it, it, rumors and speculation has been Rumor that has we're seeing uh, PlayStation and maybe other big, big company, big video game companies, hold back on the big acquisitions as the Activision um, uh, thing has been going on because they are making these arguments to these different oh, yeah. uh, organizations and trying to state the case that this is going to be a, mon a monopoly for Microsoft. If you behind allow to closed go doors. Everyone knows they're hypocrites. Yeah. Oh, then, of course. We're just trying to stop the competition, so we're going to act like we're not doing the exact same thing. Yeah. And now that it seems all but assured to go through. Yeah. And this is them saying, I think that's the surprising thing for me, or the notable thing for me, is that they're saying it out loud. Yeah, we're, the acquisitions are happening. We're looking, we're looking for that. We're expanding our, our, our budget on this uh, to figure out medium and long-term growth. That sounds like them being like, fuck it, dude. All right. Like, let's just let's acquire stuff ourselves. Like, we're, we're going to lose this fight. That Activision thing is happening. Let's figure out who's on the market. And that's my next question is, who is on the market? Do we see PlayStation finally acquire a, a Square Enix? Or do we see PlayStation continue to do what they have been doing with the acquisitions and going after the, the Blue Points of the World, the Housemarks, the, uh, the Insomniacs, the studios that they know they work, well, they work well with? I think you'd see them go for somebody big. Mm -hmm. I think at that point, right? I think when you've come along uh, uh, this far... You've acquired so many. I think there are, you know, those studios out there, those ones that are like always going. And it, the Square Enix thing was a rumor yeah. that had been, you know, I had heard, we had talked about, Jeff Grubb had confirmed he had heard it as well. And then it went cold. And what I've heard behind the scenes is what we're t looking at here is that a lot, not, not necessarily that one, but in general, the acquisitions have cooled off because they're trying to get out of this first, to get past this Microsoft deal first, and then afterwards they come back. Square would make sense. Again, you know, that was the whole rumor of why they were getting rid of the Western companies. They were trying to get lean, trying to get mean, get into there. You know, uh, Barrett, if you can prepare my song uh, for my very special segment, you know what I mean? Ubisoft, of course, 
has always been kicked around quite a bit, right? In terms of like what's going on with them, the weakness here, what's going on. They get mentioned here for Tencent, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've been watching uh, the stock price on Ubisoft quite a bit. Barrett, play the song. I, I don't have it ready. You're God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I saw I, I, you walked out of the room right as I was about to slack you. It was yesterday. Like, I can't find that slack. Assets is an asset, isn't it? We didn't get claimed assets? yesterday, yeah, right? It's an we, asset. We let for that show. play for we, a while. I don't think we got claimed. That's really impressive. That. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Well, you know, I am a WWE superstar. Yeah, I sent it at 1030 yesterday on assets. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. WWE clicked into the video like, oh, that's Greg Miller. <laughs> Leave them alone. <laughs> They're right, good. Waiting. All right, hold on. The right. audio is redirected in software. You're going to need Everybody, hold on second. one second. This is a very important thing, all right? Yeah, this is This very is going to be worth it, everybody. It's going to be worth Rob, it. Right. Rob Kraft in the YouTube chat says, Trackmania just announced hitting 5 million players. Hell yeah. Trackmania, really fun. We don't talk about it enough. We don't talk about Trackmania enough. Mike, when are we going to do a Trackmania stream? Wow. Yeah? Have you played Trackmania? It's really fun, isn't it? Welcome back to Greg Miller's Unsound Financial Advice segment here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Yesterday, of course, I t- <laughs> I gave you advice based on Kevin, and I was on. It was not a real financial advice, so do what you want. You can't sue us. It's not Fair, real. We're, we're going to need the disclaimer again. You can put up the disclaimer whenever you want. Put up the graphics. We need the money in the background, Jesus. right? What did I say yesterday? I said it was a great time to buy Ubisoft stock, and what? Guess what? Today, it's up. Up, it's oh. up. It's up. Uh, we, I bought it for five dollars and thirty-three cents. It's now tracking at five dollars and forty-two cents. Oh, so I'm gonna be laughing all the way to the bank, of course, with the one hundred-dollar bill I put in there. With Kevin said it was okay and wasn't a conflict of interest, just so we could track if I was right or wrong on this. Wait, how is it not a conflict of interest? Because who the fuck cares about hundred? I mean, what I'm gonna maybe okay, right. maybe if everything goes right, I get a hundred and fifty. I make a fifty-dollar profit on. Who cares? Okay, that's fair. I'm not gonna. Like, it's not gonna influence my opinion on Ubisoft games. You know what I mean? No, that makes sense. I mean, you're not going to give Rivals Republic 2 a 10 out of 10. God, no. Based on 50 bucks. No, exactly. You're a better man than I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much they bought you for? Uh, anyways, though, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Ubisoft could be in the mix, of course. We talk about them a lot in terms of stuff like that. But I think if you're talking about spinning this out in, you know, your financial arm in order to ramp up investment capabilities, which, again, isn't just gaming. We are talking about Sony overall. We're talking about Sony as a company. It would be interesting to see something big like that rather than mm-hmm. the smaller acquisitions they've already been making, which, of course, aren't small when you look at, you know, $3.6 billion for Bungie. But I think Bungie is a bigger group than, say, a Blue Point. Yeah. You know, say, another little studio nearby. What about you? What do you read from this? I mean, pretty much the, the, the same stuff as you. I, I'm starting to, to consider the idea of, or the idea of more, uh, I guess, big publishers getting acquired, right? Like, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think this puts Square Enix more on, on the table as something to, to, to pick up, right? Them expanding th- that budget. And then also them wanting to respond to the Activision Blizzard thing because that is a fight for them, right? There is a reason why they're fighting that fight. They're fighting that fight because they know how much of a loss that is going to be for PlayStation, right? And even though Call of Duty staying on PlayStation in terms of multi-platform for at least probably at least 10, 10, years. 10 years, unless Sony doesn't sign the deal, which I don't think they've signed the deal yet. Sony signed the goddamn deal. They'll sign the deal. Um, but you can expect Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation because why would Microsoft take, take that away? Um... But still, like, that is a big loss just in terms of that publisher and other games that will probably in- end up being exclusive to Xbox and all this stuff. PlayStation is fighting that fight for a reason, right? Yeah. If they lose that fight in that sphere, they're going to have to fight that fight in another sphere. And that sphere will be acquisitions. That will be, hey, we got to beef up our, ex- our exclusives in terms of numbers. Because, and granted, this hasn't made a big difference so far, but we're talking about, what, almost around, like, 20 PlayStation Studios, somewhere hovering around that number, versus what's got to be like 40 Microsoft studios at this point, right? When you're talking about Xbox game studios, I think you got to get, get those numbers up a little bit on the PlayStation side in, in ways that don't compromise PlayStation, obviously, 
you want to figure out how to keep that same level of polish, that same level of production, keep the same level of quality in terms of people expecting nines and tens out of your out of your library, but expand accordingly. And yeah. I think picking up a Square Enix that does put out games like Final Fantasy VII Remake, who's about to put out Final Fantasy XVI, that looks really good. That is putting out Seven. Check out Rebirth. the Gamescast preview up right now. Yeah, check that out. Uh, kind of funny.com slash YouTube. No, YouTube.com is kind of funny games. Um, I'm bummed where you didn't get to go play that. I was bummed, but then like you, play, you stayed. I, yeah, Zelda. <laughs> Zelda Tears of the Kingdom wiped away my tears. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I think you go hard. I, I think you really lean into the acquisitions from here, and that is both. I'm both curious on how that plays out, but I'm also scared <laughs> because sure. consolidation. You don't know how that's going to go, right? When especially when it's happening industry wide in this way, where not it's not just Xbox, but it's PlayStation. It's probably going to be Embracer. Embracer. It's going to be all these companies swallowing up all these other smaller companies. I think that's a scary thing, but also. I wonder what that means for this uh, Xbox versus PlayStation thing. Like, I wonder if we do see a, a new winner spawn out of that. Interesting. You know, Xbox is always, you know, so vocal. Of course, I gave Mike the crap. He's off there getting ready for the post show. But he had that great interview with Phil Spencer on the Xcast, right? And it was, you know, the talk about Xbox's vision versus what PlayStation is doing, right? And how they're not the same. And it is interesting if it would may lead to a new winner or what it would actually shake out to be or, you know, how long, how long our box is around before it is all streaming and is mm -hmm. it all apps and it is all everything. But you have to keep future proofing. That's why people are doing this. Right. And I know that consolidation is scary. People talk about that all the time. Right. I know that when it doesn't matter, Xbox or PlayStation acquires a studio. Right. You can look at the comments blind out of Games Daily, and it'll be, "Why do we celebrate one company and boo the rest?" Mm. It's like, well, it's not. Does that really what it is? Yada yada yada. It is also that idea that you know the purchase of a company and bring it under a banner, right? Like this is. We had a long conversation about Ubisoft yesterday, right? Are you excited? Tim wasn't excited about Ubisoft yeah. before, right? He wasn't excited about Ubisoft before. He wasn't excited about the games I was able to list and stuff. And so it is that idea of like, really, realistically. I doubt anything's going to change at Ubisoft until it has to get violently shaken up. Whether that be like it was when they changed over to the Ubisoft they are now, and we were excited in the beginning of, mm -hmm. Vivendi's trying to buy us, we need to get lean, we need to get mean, we need to make these kind of games. And now it would be that thing of either, shit, somebody's trying to buy us, or fuck it, let them have it. And then what happens when, yeah, Assassin's Creed is a PlayStation first party. You know, Splinter Cell is a PlayStation first party. What does that look like when you have iron you know uh sights set on a goal this is what it's going to be we have a laser focus on what we need to make this there's an you know the playstation studios uh, ecosystem herman looking down on these games and being able to say all right this that the other here's how things run on playstation here's what we're looking for we want them to be cinematic you know there's a million things that could be awesome for it and then of course be bad for the xbox players who want to play it the pc players who want to play it day one on whatever it is of course there's that shift and change in it but are you excited for those games right now as they are? Mm -hmm. Would leadership, a leadership change of that caliber do something for it? You know, same thing if it went to Xbox and it was. Everything's on Game Pass, you know, day and date. You can stream it. You can do this. You can use the cloud. Like, there's pros and cons to everything. And then I think the other interesting thing that we don't talk a lot about is the people who sell these studios, right, often then make money and then often go and start new yeah. studios, make smaller studios, make the smaller things they want to go do, right? You know, we talk about... Um, even though this is actually apples and oranges because they didn't get bought. But even Bruce Straley, right, leaves Naughty Dog, takes a year off, and then starts a studio where he's like, yo, I'm going to make smaller fun games and, like, flowery games or whatever. That, I, they had a whole thing when they – artistic mm -hmm. games, I guess, right? And that's very much as we look at PlayStation's portfolio right now, shutting down Dreams, getting rid of Pixel Opus, right? They don't want those artsy-fartsy games. So it is cool to see people leave a Naughty Dog making the most AAA of AAA games and be like, you know what, now I'm going to make these – 
smaller whatever experience this is going to be artistic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you're right, right? I think there are a lot of pros that go into it. And there is a new circle of life that is coming out of it where we are seeing, yeah, like um, Callisto Protocol being, being an example sure. of, hey, we're going to leave uh, EA. We're going to start our own studio. We're going to try to make our own Dead Space type game. Cool, now we're getting acquired by a Krafton. I forget if, actually, I forget if they're acquired or not, but they we're going to have our game published by a Krafton um, and put out this game that we wanted we wanted to do, right? And it is similar to the Haven Studio thing. And a lot of what we're seeing PlayStation Studio um, um, be able to pick up, where it is, hey, we're closing down um, Pixel Opus, we're shutting down Dreams, but also we're acquiring Haven and we're acquiring um, uh, uh Firewalk or Fire Sprite, one of those, <laughs> uh, and we're have, we're producing those games and are actually making sure that these games are able to get to the finish line because games are very hard to make. Games require budget, games require time, and those are hard things to come by when you're an independent AAA studio 100%. or if you're just an independent studio in, in in general. And yeah, when to your to your point about Ubisoft, like I look at Square Enix and think similar things in terms of man, Square Enix is such a good publisher at times and a bad publisher at other times there's always one square in this game a year where it's this is the worst game of the year right it's either a balance wonder wonderland or a quiet man or a uh, babylon's fall like they have a game a year that is fucking atrocious but then also they have a game a year that is fucking phenomenal and i think this year is probably gonna be final fantasy 16 oh yeah a Square Enix that is under a PlayStation, what does that look like? Do we stop getting the, the Babylon's Falls of the world? Do we start getting more of the, hey, let's focus in on the quality. Now, as Square Enix, you don't, have to, you don't have to worry about yourself as an individual entity. You're part of PlayStation, and so your goals are PlayStation's goals. How does that change how you operate as a publisher, and does that become a better thing? I, I, I think those things can be good. That could also turn into a bad thing of, oh, man, a PlayStation was not equipped to acquire a publisher. Like that, It could turn into that, too. We don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm w I'm with you in terms of the, the the pros and cons of it, and in terms of where PlayStation's at right now. Talking about these acquisitions, I could see a Square Enix acquisition being good for PlayStation and maybe maybe good for 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 the industry. But I do get scared of just the the top down. Everybody's acquiring everybody. That's where I get scared about like, oh man, is AAA third party development going to be non viable because video games are just fucking expensive to make, and so if you don't get published by a playstation or an xbox or somebody big you're just not able to make games that are quality anymore and what does that do for the creativity for sure, of, for of, sure. of video games outside of those uh, entities that's the thing i worry about a little it's bit it's a monkey paw coin flip yeah that's what's gonna happen what i can say is this though you know what's never good what's that when games media gets acquired by big companies because inevitably there's gonna be layoffs things are gonna close and mm -hmm. they're gonna change that's why your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny keeps kind of funny here independent do you think if we got owned by a big company, I'd be allowed to tell threatened kids that if they don't do the dishes, their fingers are going to get cut off? Of course not. But we can because of you. You <laughs> make this happen. This on is a, your segue to the ad. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can get the show ad free. You, of course, can get a bevy of bonus episodes like Kind of Feudy, The Daily Gregways, et cetera, et cetera. Mike's on there doing Q&As a lot, too. Uh, and, of course, you can watch us record our podcast live and ad-free a day before anybody else gets them. But guess what, Jack? You're not on Patreon.com slash KindaFunny. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to RTX for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking to spend an amazing summer weekend in Austin, Texas, the RTX convention is the perfect excuse. RTX is a gaming, comedy, animation, and podcast festival that Rooster Teeth is throwing in Austin, Texas at the convention center from July 7th through 9th. And rumor has it, a couple kind of funny people whose names may or may not rhyme with Mo Trike Like and Loie Moel 
are planning to head down to party as well. RTX has so much to offer over the three days with activities like a free paranormal themed escape room, achievement hunter, mini golf, VTubing with Ruby characters, and over a dozen live shows with guests like Dungeons and Daddies and Therapy Gecko. There are also evening events each night from parties to a comedy showcase, an evening rave, and everything in between that can be found in Austin. Buying ultra and platinum badges will get you the highest perks, but there's also a solid deal right now where people that purchase weekend and daily badges get another badge for 50% off. Go to rtxaustin.com to select badges and to find additional information. Don't miss out on one of the biggest parties in Austin this summer. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think that they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions that you don't even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money, and it can help you too. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finance in one place and automatically can help you categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. So stop throwing your money away. You can cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Number three on the rope report. Mortal Kombat 1 is going to be at Summer Game Fest. Jeff Keighley, the man, the myth, the legend, tweets, don't miss the world premiere of Mortal Kombat 1 when Ed Boon joins Jeff Keighley live on stage at Summer Game Fest on Thursday, June 8th. I know who you... Jeff Keighley said, wouldn't it be joins me? This isn't the Game Awards tweeting this. This is Jeff Keighley (laughs) tweeting this. Watch the live stream at summergamefest.com. Join us in person at the YouTube Theater. Tickets here. Of course, this is streaming live Thursday, June 8th at noon p.m. No, noon. Yeah, that's right. Noon p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Remember, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will be live reacting to it, watching it here on twitch.tv. This is Kind of Funny Games. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can catch all of our reactions to all the premieres and stuff there, along with a post-show games cast right after the fact. Uh, Bless? Yeah. Are you... Surprised, stoked, Mortal Kombat 1. I haven't talked to you on camera about mm. it. I mean, I'm, I'm stoked for the game. I It's funny because I Jeff Keighley is kind of spoiling the PlayStation Showcase a little bit. At least what's not going to be, what you can expect not sure, to be in it. Sure. Right? Him getting ahead of it and being like, hey, you're going to see Mortal Kombat 1 at Summer Game Fest. Um, that kind of takes the surprise out of it because I was wondering which we'll see at the PlayStation Showcase between a Mortal Kombat or a Tekken or a Street Fighter. Yeah. Now I'm more so on the side of expecting... Tekken and maybe a Street Fighter trailer because that's going to launch not 
that um, is going to launch soon after um, the PlayStation Showcase. But yeah, I think this is going to be cool. This is expected um, to some extent, right? Seeing a gameplay showcase very closely after the reveal of it because the, re the reveal trailer was purely cinematic. It was them just setting the tone of, this is what the setting is, this is what the story is, we're rebooting it, it's Mortal Kombat 1. Um, but we we didn't see any fighting in that trailer, which is actually kind of unusual for a Mortal Kombat reveal trailer. Like the ones we got for both Mortal Kombat 11 and Mortal Kombat X, those were cinematic trailers, but at the very least, they were cinematic trailers with fighting and stuff that you can kind of pick apart to see, oh, this is the direction they're going with the fighting systems. Oh, they're going for more, like, oh, he's running. Maybe there's going to be a run in this game. Sure. Um, which sound, I'm sure from not playing the games probably sounds ridiculous of, oh, there's a run, but that is actually a big thing for uh, something like Mortal Kombat in terms of what mechanics are in there. Jesus Christ. Mortal Kombat 1, oh yeah, this trailer is fucking violent as hell. Um, Mortal Kombat 1, the cinematic trailer, didn't just have the straight up combo fighting, like, they didn't open up that way. It is more, hey, here's some serene vibes, here's more narrative setup, and then at the very end, we get some fun violence. Um, and so I'm very curious to see what they have to show. We know that there's an assist system that's called the Cameo. I want to see what characters they introduce for that. There were uh, rumors, uh, and not even like, like leaks, basically from Amazon Italy, I believe, about stuff that's coming in in the fighter pack. Really? And yeah. we already uh, had rumors of uh, what was it? Omni um, Man, Homelander. Ho it was Homelander and Peacemaker. The new one was Omni Man that they revealed, and Omni Man was one of the ones I mentioned before. Of man, I would love to see Omni Man in this game. And now we're getting it, and now I'm very, ex uh, uh, very excited to to check that out. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 super excited for what for what this is going to be. I assume that yeah, it's probably going to be a two to three minute, maybe four minute. Uh, Ed, Ed Boon talking us through a gameplay demo of Mortal Kombat, which I'm one thousand percent down for. Uh, you t mentioned it there that mm -hmm. this kind of reveals some of the stuff for tomorrow. But Mike six sixty four wants to put you on the spot with MK one now announced for SGF. Do we see Tekken eight or Street Fighter at tomorrow's PlayStation Showcase? <sighs> I, I think Tekken 8, because Tekken 8 has more to talk about. Uh, Street Fighter, we've gotten pretty much all the information we need. You know, it's, it's imminent. It's imminent. And yeah. so maybe you get a launch trailer, but I feel like that's not that exciting for PlayStation Showcase. A showcase, yeah. yeah. This isn't a state of play. A state of play, you'd think, for and sure. Right? Exactly. Tekken 8 was also, wasn't that revealed at a PlayStation thing? Right. That was, yeah, like we that was officially like fully revealed at state of play. But also Street Fighter 6 was revealed at the state of play before that. That's the thing is PlayStation has had um, like marketing rights to both. Tekken and uh, Street Fighter, which makes this an interesting scenario. I'll think that maybe, maybe you get a very, very short launch trailer for Street Fighter, if anything, just to like, you know, nail in that, hey, this is happening. It's on PlayStation in the coming weeks. Like, get hyped for it. You know, just build it up toward launch. But Tekken 8 is the game that has more to reveal. We do not know the release date for Tekken 8 or a release window for that matter. I would think that you come out and you say it, whether you are saying 2024 or if you're actually giving a date for the fall. The one thing is that Mortal Kombat 1 is coming out in the fall, and so do you put Tekken 8 against that? Who knows? I do want to issue an apology, though. Great. Out of time. I want to issue an apology to Bandai Namco, specifically the team that works on Tekken, because I've been talking about Tekken for the last few weeks, and probably since Tekken 8 was announced, right, as... Oh man, Tekken 8, you gotta watch out for Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Like, watch your back. You know, you're gonna get eaten up by these sure. by these big dogs. I while I was, while I was streaming the other day, I was looking into numbers because I saw a tweet flow by about franchise numbers for fighting games, and I saw that um, technically Tekken has more franchise sales than Street Fighter. And I looked at look at, looked into it. And I was like, that can't be right. And sure enough, like it's right. And I looked into the sales for the last Tekken and the sales for the last Street Fighter. Tekken Seven. So as of last December, sold 10 million copies. 
Street Fighter, as of last December, sold only 7 million copies. Granted, Street Fighter 5... Shit, you didn't even know the facts. Street Fighter 5... I saw you getting attacked on Twitter about it, where you put up your little poll about it. Oh, yeah. People were tweeting about it. This is bullshit. The last thing is, I put up a poll asking which is going to sell more between Street Fighter 6 and Tekken 8. And everybody's like, obviously, it's going to be Street Fighter 6. Oh, it's going to be Street Fighter 6. Why aren't you asking about Mortal Kombat? And then I was like, bitch, first of all, (laughs) Mortal Kombat's not a part of this. We know Mortal Kombat's going to outsell both. And here's the thing. I think... Tekken 8 and Street Fighter 6 are actually going to be a bit more comparable in, in sales than we're predicting. Because historically, Tekken, Tekken outsells Street Fighter. There are multiple factors playing into that. Street Fighter 5, PlayStation exclusive. So, of sure. course, it's not going to have sure. as, ma- as many sales. Um, and then also Street Fighter 5, bad launch. <laughs> that was also yep. the other thing yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that hindered it. Um, but even going back further, Tekken 6 outsold Street Fighter, um, uh, Street Fighter 4 as well, right? By, like, not that many mutants. It was, like, 0.5 million, because that was, like, what, 3 million to 3.5 million is what those did. But Tekken consistently has been outselling Street Fighter. I think there's a high chance, high likelihood that that changes this time around, because Street Fighter 6 has been bringing it in terms of the marketing, and cross-gen is going to be a big thing for it as well, and Tekken 8 is only current-gen exclusive. Um, but... I say all that to say, apologies for ba- to da- Bandai Namco for acting like you can't stand up to Street Fighter. Tekken can for sure stand up to Street Fighter in terms of sales. Um, neither are probably going to touch Mortal Kombat in sales, though. I wish I could say all's forgiven, but I did get back channeled that they heard about this. Damn it. They were angry about it, and the Elden Ring DLC will now be 2026. Ah, dang. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Fourth and final on the Roper Report, the former Battlefield creative director announces a new studio, TTK Games. This is Tom Ivan over at VGC. Former Battlefield creative director Lars uh, Gustavuson uh, has suggested, nope, announced the formation of a new game development studio, TTK Games. Time to Kill Games. Co-founded by four DICE veterans, the Stockholm Sweden-based studio says it has secured significant funding coupled with creative freedom and is currently working on a next-gen online shooter. Uh, TTK Games CEO and creative director Gustavuson uh, worked at DICE for 22 years where he was known as Mr. Battlefield having helped shape the franchise from its beginning until he departed last year amid a major studio shakeup quote for players the phrase time to kill defines how a shooter feels and how fast it plays he said we've made it our studio name and part of our studio culture for us the term TTK isn't just about the craftsmanship uh, behind finding the perfect speed or immediacy of a game. It's about how human beings have been killing time through play for thousands of years. Thousands of years. I get it. But like, I would, where do you work? Time to kill games. <laughs> you want to kill games? No. You want to kill? Oh, this is called know, TTK. Man. That's why they call it TTK. Yeah, yeah but then they immediately, they immediately spell it out. I don't know, man. I, don't know. I have to tell people I work kind of funny. I gotta, I gotta, oh, you're a clown? Make me laugh. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Could have been, I'm talking uh, about, I'm talking about people, video games. You, there's an alternate timeline. You could have been telling people you're working at Mouth Pudding. Yeah. I work for Pigeon Patrol. How you want those? Li- that's the life you want. Pigeon Patrol? Pigeon yeah. Patrol oh, and Pigeon Mouth P- Pudding. We're on the list. Pigeon Patrol. High quality internet videos was there, too. See, I like that. High quality internet videos. That sounds like I'm about to scam them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, that Scarpino. would be HQIV, which also just. That sounds like a video. Oh, of the yeah. That sounds like I caught something. Yeah. Um, I t- Yo, did you get <laughs> HQV? Uh, Kevin said it was, just, it was just quality internet videos. Kevin wasn't in the room. He doesn't know. QIV. No, nah, no, nah, that's not. No, no, no. Tim didn't give me any credit in the meeting. So, First thing, somebody in chat mentioned. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we could have gone. We kind of we could have gone crazy though, you know. Kind of funny. Like we could have gone like, I don't know. Okay, beast. Okay, beast. You know what I mean? That was already taken. 
Yeah, but you could have bought it. Oh, <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know at the time. It. I apologize. Yeah. So we try. Would have sold it for I'm a low price. Bring up that old story. Uh, instead, I'll tell you. Of course, I'm excited to see what you name your next company when you spin off from us. <laughs> Go ahead and leave us and all of this behind because you got so many great fucking names. But that moment is so far away, Blessing. Oh, if I wanted something more immediate. <laughs> okay, Beast 2. <laughs> if I wanted something more I immediate. Oh, that'd be the best. You and Van Aken are like, you know what? We've seen the inside yeah. of the games industry. Yeah. The games media industry. It's fucking rotten to the core. So we're, sp- we're coming back. Coming we're doing back. our own. Bringing OK Beast back. Anyways, where would I go for games? You go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. It's a big one. Big one, everybody. After Us is on PlayStation 5, the Xboxes, and PC. Amnesia the Bunker is on all the Xboxes, PlayStation 4, and PC. Bread and Fred is on PC. Amnesia the Bunker actually got delayed like a week ago. Blessing, you son Dang of a it. bitch. No, this is uh, one of the four sources I go to for Bread and Fred is on PC. Convergence, a League of Legends story is on PS. All the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, Switch, and PC. Farming Simulator 23 is on Switch, iOS, and Android. Uh, Misama Chronicles is on PlayStation 5, Misama. PC. Misama. He's Miasma. That, that makes more <laughs> sense. Yeah, Misama, it's M-I-A-S-M-A. If Mizuma. anything, it would be Miasma if you really wanted Mizuma. to sound that out. Miasma is on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S, You're and PC. You're putting an S in between two things that it's not there. Planet Miasma. <laughs> Miasma Chronicles is going to die. Remember Jar Jar Banks? Jesus. <laughs> Remember Jar Jar? <laughs> Planet of Lana is on Xbox officially today and PC. Star Trek Resurgence is on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes and PC. Warhammer 40,000 Bolt Gun is on PC, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes. Liberté is on PC. Bloomberg Business Casino is on PC. <laughs> Blooming. Blooming Business. Bloomberg. Jason tried did this thing. Bloomberg <laughs> Business. Uh, Glitch Buster is stuck on you is on PC, Switch, and PS4. Oh. Ghost Pia Season 1 is on PC and Switch. Uh, Puzzle Bob Every bubble is on Switch. And then the Callisto Protocol has launched a new game mode called Riot Mode, enabling players to access the ultimate test to complete, compete for high scores. Bold. New dates for you. This <laughs> is it. A whole mode focused around that combat system? Yeah. All right. Oh, you didn't like it? Now it's wave-based. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> See, now this is only the How game. long can you fucking survive? New dates for you. Blue Protocol is launching June 14th in Japan. It's Oh, sorry. It was launching June 14th in Japan. No, it, no, it is. It's all right. June 14th in Japan, delayed to 2024 for the West. Uh, Total War Pharaoh is launching October 2023 for PC. Samba de Amigo Party Central launches August 29th for Nintendo Switch. And then Alone in the Dark has a spotlight set for May 25th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask you to write in for free to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD, of course, with your questions, but also with your squad ups. Today, Jordan writes in, uh, says his name is also Sonic Fuzz Monkey. Not so much a question, just more of a thank you card. Thank you, Greg. My kitchen is clean this morning. Kind of funny parenting. Have an awesome day, Jordan. We changed oh, yeah. some lives yesterday, Snow White Mike. All it took was threatening a 12-year-old to do the dishes, but we did oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> Why did I clap for that? Because <laughs> it got the job done. You know, oh, no. I mean? You can't argue with the result. What did you say to the 12-year-old? I believe what I said was, how did you like your last day with 10 fingers? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Go watch the post show from yesterday. Uh, we asked people watching live to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe. 
I didn't. Okay, well, Scoopy Five writes in and says, "In regards to PlayStation Stars not doing anything, the points are great if you redeem them for PS Cash or games. I've already gotten Neon White, and it takes two. If that was in only, if that was in only in regards to the collectibles, then I take back my you're wrong. Okay, Jim. We Ryan. were only talking about yeah, Jim Ryan. <laughs> we were talking about the collectibles, but yeah, that's a good point that you could accumulate points to do that thing. Good for you. You gonna do that? I don't know. Am I? I don't know anything about this. I'm still level one on PlayStation Stars. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me because I'm getting collectibles. How many I people do you think have made it to level three? <laughs> a lot. Some people brag about it. You know what I mean? Uh, and then Charles Jacobson says, "Today, you missed this today. Miles Morales and Spider-Man 2099 are now available in oh. Fortnite. According to Chris Anka's Twitter, so is Spider-Gwen, which makes me think you, Charles, are a sexist. Wow. You heard it here first. Equality wow. starts with you, Charles. Can't debate you that. Like that. Cannot you debate like that. that. You hate to see it. There you go. Look, <laughs> CJ's level four. Yeah, a couple, a lot of people in chat are saying they're in level four. Good for you. It's just like, wait, why is everybody at level four? Is that the highest? I mean, they could just be totally lying to you. You know, the chat does like to lie a lot. But what I would encourage you is everybody's next time, at level four. <laughs> next time you open your app and you're like, I'm going to go into these PlayStation stars and I'm going to, you know, get my shoe hay collectible or whatever. Instead of doing that, put the phone in your pocket and go outside and touch the grass. You know, think about that. Unless you're getting the games for free. But four, is, four is the max, I'm, I'm being told. What a fucking dumbass, fucking <laughs> stupid. You know what I mean? They have what I like to call the perfect system, trophies. And rather than refine that, maybe make it so you're not lost in the fucking ocean of silver tier forever. Make it a little bit more attainable. You don't like being tier bros? Exciting. Me and you are tier bros. We're both it's in the a silver. fucking insult that with my more than 150 platinum trophies, I'm right there with you. And you're fucking, you can't even finish Miles Morales. I got a lot of bronzes. They add up. How many bronzes do you got? I got a lot, too. I'll show you. I got a lot of goddamn bronzes. Yeah, we're all too. silver boys. Why are we both in it's silver, great. then? We're, we're all silver boys. Yeah. Silver boys, rise up. Let's go. <laughs> I don't like the sound Let's go. of that. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Of course, you can watch us record them live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames later on, or on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames live later. Well, watch them later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Get them as a podcast wherever you get your podcast services. Of course, patreon.com slash kindoffunny keeps the mics and lights on. So go there to get the shows ad-free, to get the ability to watch us record podcasts live as we record them. Like today's X-Cast this afternoon. With Ryan McCaffrey live in studio, unless something else happens crazy. Uh, and then, of course, get a whole bunch of exclusive uh, content each and every month over there. Uh, your hosts for the rest of the week look like this. Tomorrow, it's Blessing and me. Thursday, nope. Blessing and Tim. Friday, Tim and Blessing. We're thinking about that. Oh, yeah. We'll, we think, we, we'll, we'll think consider. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll consider some things. Silver boys. If you're watching live right now, of course, Mike's about to come on and do the super chat post show with us. Uh, so stick around and watch that. If you're listening on a podcast, you should go to YouTube and watch it there because it'll be there. And if you're just if you're in space and this is getting to you, I'm so sorry we left you on Mars. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a Mars. <laughs>